0: Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to
1: Siren Soapbox. Welcome friends to another episode of Siren Soapbox. For the past few weeks, the sirens have been outside their comfort zone and in the dieting realm. We explored the book, Fast Burn, The Power of Negative Energy Balance by Dr. Ian Smith. According to the book, you can flip your body into a negative energy state to blast fat and keep it off. So how did the sirens fare? That's that's what we're going to explore today on our soapboxes. Each siren will get two minutes to discuss their experience with the nine-week program, and if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango!
0: Mango! <laughs>
1: Alright. First up on her soapbox is me. So, I am going on vacation later this week, and I decided to start the diet two weeks earlier than the rest of the sirens did because I'm trying to get, you know, beach ready. And I got the Kindle version to start, and I ended up buying the the actual like physical book too, because it was easier to read the recipes that way for me. Uh, It took me about an afternoon to read the introduction parts and skim all the weeks ahead and to plan out my grocery shopping list. I did notice right away that when I was at the grocery, I did my shopping primarily on the outer limits of the store. And I forget where I heard this, but I heard that the outer perimeter is where all the whole foods and the fresh foods are and the processed junk is more in the middle of the aisles. Um, and I, I have a bit of a secret to reveal to the world. Uh, since I was a baby, I am the pickiest eater in the world, and it's more of a, a taste and texture, and it's just everything with fruits and veggies. I just can't do it. Um, however, on the fast burn, I was able to discover some smoothies that I really, really enjoyed, and I tried the on my pasta and pea soup. And I know my mother thinks that she's failed me, that I don't eat these things. So on behalf of my mother, thank you, Dr. Ian. (laughs) I know She's very happy. Um, And I did feel really good eating these healthy foods and trying new things. I did notice I had more energy and I was a lot more productive in the first week. Uh, And I dropped nine pounds right away. Um, And I am very impatient. So, um, well, for instance, I went from couch to marathon in six months and I am very impatient. So I went straight into a 16 hour fast and eight hour feeding window. So weeks two and three were were really hard for me. I was a bit snappy and uh, my, my husband and my son were like, okay, when's your feeding window open? Like here's food. (laughs) 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 And uh, so at week four, I adjusted and I went from a a. 9am to a 7pm and that worked out a lot better for me. So playing around with that helped out a lot. So overall, I'm eating healthier, drinking a lot more water and a lot more energy. I am concerned about how I'm gonna do this while on vacation with being such a picky eater. But I believe this program has taught me how to eat healthier foods and that's gonna stick with me for a long time. And I love how Dr. Ian says that if you slip up a little, don't get upset, just try and do better. So the present over perfect attitude is better than all or nothing. So up next on her soapbox is TC.
2: So When Murr first mentioned exploring the fast burn diet, I thought, sure, Murr and I have done lots of diets and it's always felt like a challenge that we tackled together. But this time I'm thousands of miles away and we're not eating lunch together. So that makes a big difference. As I read through the rules and the daily plans, I immediately thought it was going to be a challenge for me. You'd think it would be easy to fill your refrigerator with fresh fruits and vegetables on a tropical island. But believe it or not, most of the fruits and veggies in our grocery store are shipped in and they're not cheap. So I stocked up on frozen fruits. I made sure to read the ingredients for plain fruit with no added sugars. And there were actually lots of options that I could put in my freezer. So that was nice. What I liked about the diet, I loved eating more fruits and smoothies. I also loved reintroducing some of my favorites that I left behind for a low carb diet like brown rice and black beans, hummus, and one of my very favorite snacks, apples with peanut butter. What I didn't like. I found the diet for me to be highly prescriptive and it was hard for me to manage with my work schedule. I work at a school and I have meetings with parents and if it's time for me to eat my scheduled meal because I'm bumping up against the end of my my feeding window, But I'm in a meeting with parents, I can't really pull out my grilled chicken and three servings of veggies and eat dinner Mm -hmm. in front of everyone. So I found myself either not eating or rushing through dinner at the end of the day, because on those long work days, Um, the diet also includes a lot of fish and I don't eat sea creatures, but most of the time you could have chicken or something else instead. So that was manageable. The other challenge for me was that my boyfriend didn't do it with me. We typically try to stay low carb and we've both seen positive results with that. He even came off his diabetic meds um, with low carb. So he was not keen on changing his diet and given that he just came off his meds, I completely agreed with him. But really my biggest challenge was getting my mind and attitude on board. It was a challenge to adopt the eating habits but I could have done it if I had been more committed. I enjoyed the fruits and the rice of week one, and I dropped two and a half pounds immediately. Now that the challenge is over, I'm probably gonna go back to low carb, but I am going to keep the fasting portion from fast burn. And next on her soapbox is Jess.
3: Thank you, TC. So I, um, after the last year, um, what we like to refer to at work as the dark times, we don't talk about them. Um, I put on more than the COVID 30. Uh, I had actually the year before my husband and I had been working out running together and I had actually lost, um, a fair amount of weight. So I put all that back on in the last year. So it was really discouraging. Um, so when we talked about trying a diet, I I said, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. I, um, needed something and needed people to help me stay accountable. So I was really excited about that. Um, When I started reading the book, uh, I actually pretty much was sticking to um, one of the bigger fasting windows because I already don't eat after seven. Um, I just, I eat dinner really early because I eat lunch really early. And a lot of times I don't eat breakfast, which I know (laughs) is not the best. I usually just do a cup of coffee. Uh, Because I love coffee. Um, So I decided to try and lengthen the fasting period a little bit and actually do in, um, make sure I fit in three meals because I'm pretty bad about skipping breakfast. Um, And I also tried to focus on eating snacks because I tend to get busy at work and not eat snacks. And then by the time my food window comes around, I'm like, I'm so hungry and I make bad choices. (laughs) I am a very emotional eater. Um, So that was pretty hard for me to change my mindset. Excuse me. When I went back into the office from uh, working at home, um, it also was harder to be around people um, because we like DoorDash a lot at our office. So I had to make sure if I was gonna order, to order something that was similar to what was, going to be the meals for that for that week or for that day. Um so did a little bit of shifting there because I'm also a very picky eater. Um I love veggies, but only certain veggies. So that was hard too. But I did really enjoy um the the fact that you didn't have to think about it a lot for what you were going to eat because of um the menus. So that's good. I can see why that would be hard for somebody like TC on the island, but um for around here, it's you know easy to get the frozen stuff or, or just hop to the grocery um, because it's closer. So I did really enjoy that and I um, enjoyed the Facebook page, being able to um, read on there if other people were having the same questions and things like that. So um, overall, I have lost some weight. I definitely have a long way to go. Um, but uh, overall thoughts are... Thank goodness for the snacks, since I am (laughs) hypoglycemic, and um, that also helped me make better decisions when mealtimes came around. So uh, with that, over to Mer.
0: Thanks. So I have been working from home, like a lot of people, over the last year, and um, during the pandemic, I found myself watching daytime talk show every day. The Rachel Ray show came on my TV almost daily. And that's how I met Dr. Ian. And it was one day back in April, I believe um, he was on making the honey glazed or the honey soy glazed salmon, which is a recipe featured in his new book. And I thought, well, I can do anything for nine weeks. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I drug the sirens along with me. We bought the book. Um, I read all about you know, fat cells and intermittent fasting. And I found myself really excited about the plan. So I sat down, um, week one, I looked over everything I needed to do for that week on Saturday afternoon. And it seemed overwhelming, but I was like, that's fine. I'll just get out a notebook and I'll just write down everything. And I did. And that made it so manageable. Um, I liked having all the options for snacks and meals. I felt like if if there was something that I didn't like, I could replace it with something else, or I could buy very similar ingredients and kind of mix and match. So it made meal planning pretty easy. Um, I was very determined to make this work. And, but I did find though, that despite being very prepared, week one was, was really hard. And I think over the next couple of weeks, I was, teetering between you know real high motivation and real low motivation i've definitely stuck to a feeding window um so i i'm doing really good with the fasting pieces of it it's the prescriptive diet pieces of it that i'm having a hard time with so uh, I do know, though, that I have found myself making very different food choices than I was four weeks ago, and I think as a result of that and sticking to the um, the intermittent fasting windows, I have lost 3.6 pounds in the last four weeks, so I'm proud of myself for that. I am not snacking late at night anymore, and that was a huge problem for me. Um, so I, I, I always knew it was a problem, but I think reading the why behind it really helped kind of cement the not doing it for me. So that's been good. I, fe- I felt a little down on myself for not being able to stick to it as much as I wanted to. Um, so now it's just time to remind myself that I'm human and I'm bound to make mistakes and I'm going to let myself off the hook and I'm going to continue working at having a healthier body. And that is the end of my soapbox. Now I would like to introduce to everyone our our guest. Um, Dr. Ian Smith is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Clean and Lean, The Clean 20, Shred, Super Shred, The Shred Power Cleanse, Blast the Sugar Out, and of course, Fastburn. He is the host of the syndicated television show, The Doctors, and longtime medical contributor to The Rachel Ray Show. He has created two national initiatives, the 50 Million Pound Challenge and the Makeover Mile, and has served two terms on the President's Council on Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition. He's a graduate of Harvard, Columbia, and the University of Chicago's Pritzker School of Medicine. And Dr. Ian is an avid fitness enthusiast and sportsman. And now he is a guest of our podcast. Dr. Ian, welcome to Siren Soapbox.
4: Thank you guys so much for having me on the show and listening to your soapbox. Soapboxes was awesome. Uh, I always love to hear uh, about people's journey on Fast Burn or any book that I write, whether it's health or whether it's some of my fiction that I write, I write mysteries. Uh, so I'd love to hear feedback, actually. So it's awesome. And, um, you know, just kind of just to kick it off, you know, something hearing all of you speak, and though you spoke about different things, mostly, but one common thread that made me that that me right away was mindset.
1: Mm-hmm. And, Agreed.
4: You know, last year, my book was called Mind Over Weight. It's a very small book. You can read it in two hours, the whole book. I wrote it to be small and fast, but that book has nothing to do with diet. It has everything to do with what happens above the neck and between the ears. Because I believe that one of the biggest mistakes that people make on diet plans is they start when they're not ready. Mm. And, you know, a girlfriend or a husband or a colleague says, Hey, let's do this. Or you see, you know, a glossy magazine where some celebrity lost a bunch of weight, I'm going to try it. And I just think that while those, while those, while those incidents can be um, inspirational, they aren't necessarily motivational. And I think that people have to first learn and identify what their true motivation is. And there are times, by the way, many times, when people should not be dieting because of other things going on in their life. There could be relationship stressors, financial stressors, job stressors, whatever. The pandemic for a lot of people. So there are times where it's okay to say, you know what, I wanna do this. Now is not the best time because I know over the next nine weeks that all these things are about to happen. So I recommend people read first before starting any plan, even if it's not fast burn. Mind Overweight applies for any program you want to start because it talks about finding your motivation, talks about keeping your motivation, it talks about how to build a winning environment, talks about how to fix, uh, Jess talked about uh, being an emotional eater, there's a chapter on fixing your relationship to food, all these things, how to set proper goals, people set improper goals, they have unrealistic goals, and they're doing well and they don't think they're doing well because their goals are too far out. And so this little book, Mind Overweight, I think really would have benefited all of you so that when you attack fast burn, you would have that mental edge. I like to call it now, that being said, any program that is going to be effective is going to challenge you. So if a program does not challenge you, it is not going to be effective. The body grows by challenge now. There's a difference between challenge and insurmountable. <laughs> and so it's very delicate balance. I try to make it challenging, but not insurmountable. And I also, with fast burn, try to make it flexible. So yes, it is prescriptive. And it's prescriptive because, like Jess said, and I learned this a long time ago, people said to me, just tell me what to eat, how much to eat, and when to eat. It. I don't want to do a lot of figuring out. And so I try to take that mantra into the book, but also I try to make it customizable so you can swap in and out. TC said she didn't have the, the, that the, fr- the fresh uh, fruits and vegetables are really expensive where she is. Totally get it. That's why frozen is allowed. I just give you guidelines to eat frozen in a healthier way. So I think um, the feedback overall from Fastburn, everyone has said it's my easiest program to date. Uh, the Facebook group, uh, that I tested it on first, 2,000 people, uh, they lost between 15 and 17 pounds in nine weeks. But you know, what does that number really mean? What that means is you lose as much as you have to lose and you lose as much as you work hard to lose. Absolutely. So, right? I-, I give that number out so people have context, but really there are some ladies and men who lost 25 pounds, but there's some who lost eight pounds. And n- one is not better or worse than the other, You get out of it what you put into it, I think. And um, also, last thing I want to say before you guys comment is that people have to understand that we all do not lose weight the same way. Sometimes we lose pounds. Sometimes we lose inches. Sometimes we lose both at the same time. But either one is progress. And so your clothes may be fitting a little looser. Your endurance may be a little better going up steps. Just because the scale isn't moving like you want it to move doesn't mean you are not succeeding. And I try to teach people in our Facebook group, which is called the Fast Burn Challenge. So please join us. I try to teach people about NSVs, non-scale victories. Those are important.
0: Yeah, I am so glad to hear about your book, Mind Overweight. I'm going to buy it immediately after this recording. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was, I felt like that was something that was missing from vasper And I, I loved the science. I loved all of the research that you did. It's my bird. She wants to say hi. Okay. I, I love all of that. That was, it was really good stuff to know. Um. But I, it was my relationship with food that I think I've been struggling with. And I'm super excited to read this book now. I love I that. I
4: thought book. that
0: would, I thought that would be part of your soapbox,
2: Mer, because you talk about that all the time that she has an unhealthy relationship with food. And then you didn't mention that in your soapbox. I was surprised. So I was really glad when Dr. Ian mentioned that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, And let me, and let me just say, you know, we all have our own relationship to food and sometimes that relationship changes. That's just the way it is. It's, and I'm not attacking it from a bad standpoint. What Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do with mind overweight is I'm trying to get you to first understand what your relationship is. See, a lot of people understand what their relationship is. Once you understand it, then we can peel back the layers and kind of get to some of the root causes and figure out, can we modify some things? Can we, you know, do a little paradigm shift? Those things work, but you know, you got to think about it, right? It's not, it just doesn't happen, but you got to think about, you know, when do I decide to go for that pint of ice cream? And think about Mm -hmm. what those triggers are, right? Right. Uh, Or think about, Why is it that, you know, you just ate an hour ago, but you still want to go get something else and you're really not hungry, but you know, you want to go get it. Why is that happening? And so those are the kind of issues I tackle with mind overweight.
0: Yeah. So we asked, we are members of the fast burn challenge group on Facebook Mm -hmm. and, um, we asked that population, if they have the opportunity to interview you, what questions would they ask? And so I think a lot of those questions are going to be answered with, let's read Mind Overweight. (laughs) I might start a challenge group within the challenge group to like read Mind Overweight together or something like a little mini book club.
4: (laughs) And you know what, tonight I'm going to post that in the group. I haven't talked about Mind Overweight in the group. That's my bad, by the way. But I really Encourage that, and I tell people if you don't want to buy another book, totally get it, get it from the library. You can get digital right. downloads from the library for free. I don't care about you buying the book, I care about how the information is going to be a great weapon for you, no matter what plan you try. You know, TC's going back to a low carb program with her boyfriend, great mind overweight, still going to help you because it's mind overweight doesn't say you have to follow Dr. Ian's diet plan, <laughs> right? What it says is, whatever plan you follow. This is how we set goals. This is how we find our motivation. All those things that apply to any, any program. So I'm excited. And I will announce that in the group tonight, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah that's why buy
2: awesome. it too. I'm For excited sure. to read that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you probably have at least four more people buying your bucket, right? Okay. <laughs> after this After this call. Um, okay. One person asked, hold on, I'm going to say her name. Let's see. Latonya M. Branham wants to know what your position is on eating
4: pork. You know, I am a omnivore. I eat everything and I have reduced. I still eat pork, but I've reduced it dramatically. I just eat a lot of pork. Okay. I used to like pork chops and bacon, everything. Ham. I still love good ham.
0: I don't trust people that don't like bacon.
4: I'm just going to (laughs) say Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean, and and I love, I love maple bacon too, but, uh, Mm -hmm. but anyway, um, yeah, I eat pork. Um, I know people don't eat pork for religious reasons and other reasons. For me, I do everything in moderation. But I will say now that I'm writing in the midst of, this is a great break for me because I've been writing all day, my new book that comes out next April, which is called Plant Power. And plant power has one specific goal, to transition people to be more plant-based eaters. Not vegans or vegetarians, nothing against that, but For those people who would like to eat more plant-based foods and still have fish, still have meat occasionally, like I like, I I don't want to give those things up, but how do I go 70% plant-based? Because I think I can live with 30% animal-based products and 70% plant-based products and not miss my ribeye, you know, (laughs) once every couple of weeks. So I'm in the midst of writing that book. That's going to be next April. It's called Plant Power. But... What's interesting is I think that when people start making the transition of uh, eating less pork, eating less red meat, um, I think that they realize that, number one, they don't miss it as much as they thought they were going to miss it. Mm -hmm. And number two, they have a huge boost in energy because a lot of these meat products cause us to to be sluggish, actually. And we don't even realize it. Um, And you remove some of that, not all of it, some of it, and your energy picks right back up.
2: That's like giving up sugar. I feel like when you give up sugar, it's really difficult at first. It's, it's, it's almost like there's this draw to sugar as soon as you decide to give it up. And once you get past that hurdle, you don't even want it anymore. And in fact, it makes you feel a little sick to your stomach when you have too much sugar.
1: Well,
4: we are such, um, we are such over consumers of sugar. It's everywhere. And manufacturers know and do their research. And there's a reason why it's everywhere because it's addictive. And so they want to put it in salad dressings and yogurt and things that are already naturally sweet. Like for example, fruit is naturally sweet. Right. You don't need to add sugar to dried fruit. Dried fruit is sweet because the sugar inside the fruit is now concentrated and they still add sugar to it to make it sweeter. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I agree with you, TC. The idea that if you can get over the hurdle when you take away things out of your diet, you're like, "Wow, I'm good." And then when you then when you try it or sample it, so your system sometimes says, "Uh, no, thank you." Um, and I just think that that's a that's your body talking to you, and people need to listen to their body more. Absolutely. So Rose
0: Serto wants to know if you can do fast burn completely
4: plant based. One thousand (laughs) percent all right yeah in fact there are some plant-based days in fast burn but the reason why i give you so many options in the the book is because there are vegans and vegetarians who are want to follow the plan and they do it they just swap in and out um where appropriate and that was one of the things i really wanted to to tackle in the book is to make it flexible for different types of eaters but yes and we have people who've done it hundreds actually who have who thousands who have vegans or ve- vegetarians and they're doing fast burn by making the choices making decisions and making the swaps.
0: Nice. Um, let's see. Tina D wants to know if each of the bulleted e- exercises mentioned, are they each 15 minutes worth of exercise or do you have to complete the entire set to make it?
4: Yes. So the way the exercise part works is that when you see the exercise Oh, I we forced- wanted you
0: to pull the giant book from behind you. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> <Open that up. laughs>
4: well, I just opened up a random page, by the way. I have the book here, the smaller version. Um, so I, on this day, I say 40 minutes, choose two of the following for 40 minutes. So you choose two things to equal 40. You can do 20 in a minute, in the morning, 20 at night. But gotcha. the idea with the bullet points always is you choose whatever it is that makes it. I always give you the time first, and then choose the exercises to fill that time up.
0: And obviously, those are just suggestions. I mean, yeah, we can do any number of exercises as long as we're getting our heart up, right? Our heart rate the, up.
4: There are infinite number of exercises. I can't put them in a in a three hundred page book, but yes, <laughs> these are just some ideas.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Lori Price wants to know, how do you burn fat and keep it off without a thyroid? And what are the best foods for consumption and healthy living?
4: So people who don't have thyroids or have underactive thyroids, otherwise known as hypothyroidism, uh, it's a tough situation, just to be honest with you. Um, it's an um, endocrine issue. Uh, it affects their thyroid hormone, which is what we need to kind of keep us moving and the thyroid hormone, by the way, is a whole different conversation. It's so important for all parts of our body. And But one thing when it comes to weight loss is that lack of thyroid hormone or having no thyroid, uh, which means you need to take Synthroid, which is a synthetic version of thyroid hormone, metabolism is slow. Uh, digestion is slow. And so it's an uphill battle for people who have low or no thyroid. That being said, once again, it's about acknowledging where you are first. So if you realize that you have any kind of medical condition that is going to kind of uh, be obstructive to some degree to weight loss the first thing is say hey this is what it is but that doesn't mean you're resigned to it and give up that means that your friend may lose 10 weeks 10 pounds in two weeks you may only lose three or four and you can't be upset about that because you're dealing with a different sort of set of circumstances so i think that is the issue with hypothyroidism One thing I always tell people who have low thyroid is they have to do two things. One, and they have to do two things of the equation, um, which is calories in need to be less than calories out. What you got to do, lower your calories in. So if the average person is eating 1400 calories, you need to eat 1200 calories. I'm just giving you some some number guidance. And then the other side of the equation, calories out. If I tell you to work out for 30 minutes, someone hypothyroid, work out for 45 minutes. So you're you're affecting both sides of the equation to hopefully get more caloric burn and then for a better weight loss. So that's, that's the first part of that. Oh, that's the first part of that question. <laughs> and the last thing I wanna say about um, healthier foods and just in general, whole foods. Eating foods that are less processed, that are cleaner, that are closer to how they have appeared coming out of the ground, off the tree or walking in, in the pasture Those are the kind of foods you want to go through. Less, less ingredients from processing.
2: Mary, you should read the last comment on there just because it's so nice. Oh, good. I have it pulled up just in case. (laughs) I I love
0: this one. We're running low on time. So we have to, we have to give you this one. It was the most liked comment, the most um, asked or the most liked question. This is from Susan Shell Terrell. And she wants to know, can I thank your mother for raising such a kind, intelligent, caring, thoughtful, generous young man?
4: Oh, uh, I didn't see that. I got to look for that. <laughs> and I just talked to my mother five minutes before getting out with you guys. So uh,
1: I'll let her know that. Yeah,
4: and, and before I know we got to go, I just want to say uh, real fast to those who are watching, please join our Facebook group. It's awesome. Over 16,000 people. It's called Fast Burn Challenge. If you're not on Facebook, I understand. If you're on Instagram, my Instagram is at Dr. Ian Smith. Spell the doctor out, I-A-N Smith. I answer my direct messages as fast as I can but I just try to keep people informed with different tips and strategies, recipes, whatever, and motivation uh, to get them, you know, on their journey and keep going.
0: Well, we really appreciate your time. This has been the fastest episode of Siren Soapbox. (laughs) And I have like 1 million more things I want to talk to you about. I'm hoping that we can convince Linda to put some more time on your calendar later.
4: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Hey, listen, that'd be great. If you ever want to talk about, Mysteries. If you read mysteries I'm or fiction,
0: I actually wrote that down because I did too. I did we have, too. We have With like an exclamation uh, point. I'm yeah, like, it's
2: mystery. Yeah, we have like an unofficial <laughs> right
0: book club. Dr. <laughs> the unspoken.
2: Ann. So the we'll
0: unspoken. we'll we'll read that and review that next. Okay. um <laughs> I. I want to thank our sirens who joined us tonight, TC, Jess, LC, and I'm Murr. Thank you again, Dr. Ian, for joining us tonight. I want to leave our listeners with a challenge. We want you to identify a trouble area of your body and tell us one thing that you just love about that part of your body that you, that, that you have been uncomfortable with in the past, because we're all about positivity and Growth and being loving the skin you're in, and Doctor Ian, we could not thank you enough for your words, your kind words tonight, and your generosity, and your teaching. I, I like I said, I could have done this for hours. So, <laughs> thank you so
4: much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. I hope Don't to hang see you up.
0: Soon. Don't hang up yet, Doctor Ian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox, and a special thank you to Sea strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.